Hey guys, it's me Dami, and you are listening to Moisturize Your Elbows. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all my unsolicited advice and opinions. So sit back, relax, moisturize your elbows, and let's get into it. So hi guys, we're back with another episode of Moisturize Your Elbows. This week we're joined by my sister Ayor. For those of you who remember, in episode five, I was joined by both my sisters, Ayo and Yossi, and clearly Ayo had such a great time that she was super keen to come back again. Yeah, I had the best time, so I'm glad to be back for this episode. Thank you for joining me. So this week is all about identity, and identity is something I've talked about before because it's just something I think about a lot. Who am I? Why am I like this? And it's so interesting because our history and our past selves shape who we are in the future. So this episode is all about how school and our school experiences shape our current and our future selves. So I'm not sure about you, Ayo, but I often think back to my school, whether it's my primary school or secondary school or sixth form or even university days and think about the impact it's had on me. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's probably one of those really seminal moments that a lot of our identities formed by all the experiences we have. For example, if you were bullied, if you were the weird one, whatever identity you held there, um, sometimes it becomes a huge part of you today or sometimes it becomes a bit of an insecurity that you have to deal with in your older life. That's so true. So were you the shy kid? Were you popular? Were you into drama or sports? Were you bullied? Were you the teacher's pet? Were you really clever? Were you any of these things? But it's just interesting how this just really impacts on how you see yourself now. So for example, I think about what I was like in school and surprisingly, I was quite similar to how I am now. But it's interesting, when I was in primary school, I was probably a lot more shy. Definitely. (laughs) It's so interesting, a couple of years ago, A classmate messaged me who was in a few years above me when I was in school in Nigeria. And he said, are you still as shy and gentle as you used to be before? (laughs) And this made me laugh so much. The word gentle just made me laugh so much because that's just a loaded word in itself. (laughs) But I don't think anyone would describe me as shy now. No, definitely not. Exactly. So I wonder what it was about my past self that made me that way and how I transitioned from being quite a shy and gentle child to being who I am now, who's probably most people describe as quite confident. And it's also quite interesting to see how this impacts on your mental health. Mm. I think that the link between school and mental health is something that should be explored in more detail. Absolutely. I think we have so many um, great campaigns on bullying, stop bullying, end this. But there isn't work that goes on after that. I mean, we leave school, but we leave with a lot of baggage and there isn't much of facilities to actually unpack that and work with adults to become their best selves. And that means a self that's dealt with their childhood issues (laughs) brought on by the school bully or whatever, you know, challenges they faced in that period of their life. That's so true. (laughs) When I was in year eight, I actually... (laughs) I know the story. I actually lost all my friends. (laughs) It's actually really bad. 
<laughs> it's probably not something I've really unpacked in a great amount of detail because I'm not really sure what happened. Because before we started filming this, um, we were having this conversation about, yeah. about this very story. But basically, I was in year eight. And for those of you who are not familiar with the UK education system, in year eight, I think you're about 12. 11, 12, 13, 14. I don't yeah, know. I think you're, you're seven, you're, you're about 11, 12. So year eight, just 12, Yeah, 13, so maybe. You're, you're still early, early <laughs> teens. And all of a sudden, just before the summer holidays, my friends at the time just stopped being friends with me. And I went into the summer break and I came back in year nine and I had no friends. Mm-hmm. I literally, I had no one to eat my lunch with. I was just... It's, <laughs> This is, don't if, cry it's okay if, I'm not going to cry <laughs> but if this was an episode of X Factor this is where like the strings the little violin would start playing I had no friends yeah. I had to eat lunch by myself but mm. I tell this story because I think it's really impacted how I form friendships now and how I see my friends because the people I lost friends with these are people I've been friends with for like two years I've known them for, for quite a long period of time and just overnight I lost them as friends because of not even, it wasn't because of anything that happened. You know, people grow apart, people are petty, kids are mean. (laughs) Say that again. Kids are so mean. So mean. And I think- But then adults are mean, let's not forget that. (laughs) Adults are mean too. But I think it made me realise how a lot of relationships are transient. Mm. So you should just try to enjoy them in the moment, but definitely don't feel like anything is forever. And I think it made me really question the idea of a best friend. I learned a lot from that too, actually, at school. I learned that you shouldn't ever make long-term pivotal decisions based on relationships you have now because they may not exist in a year's time. But that grade, if you handed in your coursework on time and you did everything that you were meant to be doing as opposed to hanging out with these people that you may never speak to in a year's time or two years' time or that probably like over the summer break in your case, um, like why make decisions that will affect your trajectory for people who won't even remember you. I'm sure the people that you were friends with pre the summer break in year eight, they do not think about this story. They do not. (laughs) They do not. And it's something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to in that something happened to them. It may not have be it may not be losing all your friends. (laughs) And just to clarify, I made new friends. It was great. I then became more popular again. I became head girl. It was your classic (laughs) Classic adversity triumph story. Yeah, a hero story. It's Classic great. hero story. Yeah. So it was fine in the end, but these things still impact us. And I think a lot of things that happened to us in the past still impact us in the future. So I know you were watching Selling Sunset, the yeah. TV program I on love Netflix. that show, guys. So I'm not sure if anyone else who's listening was watching Selling Sunset, but you don't need to have watched it to get the point. But there was a I shouldn't call her a character because it's it's a reality show. There was her name was Chrishell. Yeah, Chrishell. The homeless and, one, right? Yes. yes. So basically, she had been homeless in the past, and she'd been very poor, and she'd been bullied in school, and people used to call her the smelly kid. And I I only say that because she mentioned it several times over season one, two, and three. Yeah. About how she was a smelly kid, and this has really impacted her in the future Mm. and how she sees herself and how she even carries herself. Now she's really well off. The fact that she was a smelly kid in the past affects who she is now. And I see this all around me Mm. because sometimes when you meet someone who was not very popular in school, for for any reason, they were a bit weird, a bit offbeat, even if they become really successful, like I say, it depends on how you deem success. Yes, of course. 
they become successful in the future, a lot of the time they have this chip on their shoulder that they've carried with them mm. from primary school. Or secondary school. Or college. Or university. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting how this effect of bullying mm. or the effect of whatever happened to you or who your characteristic was can affect you in a negative way. And even the positive experiences you had in the past can affect you in the future because then sometimes you then fully live in the past yes. in so far as your yes. glory days were in school. And they feel like their best days are behind them. They're like, at school I was this, I was that, I was the coolest person, like you, I was the head girl, or whatever. Um, and they really do like romanticise those days. I don't know if it's as accurate as maybe they think it is, but they romanticise those days and it isn't reflective of what it really was. But I think it also actually has a bit of a side effect for their, their position right then and there, is that they're not present and they're not thinking that there are better memories ahead of them or even to be in the moment and experience it for what it is because they're reminiscing about something that's long gone. After saying that, it's quite interesting to think about how your past personality has an impact on your current personality. Is who you are now mm. actually who you are in the moment or is it because of who you were in the past? I think it's because of who you were in the past. So I think of it as like a feedback system, right? So we behave in a certain way in society and we get feedback. And that feedback could be someone bullies you. Like you try a new look and everyone says, oh, you look ugly. Or you are the teacher's pet and you realise that's not actually that great for making friends. Or you try um, any characteristic and you find out that doesn't actually work for you in society. And therefore, you take that as feedback and I guess you change, you evolve as a result of it. So therefore, maybe you shed that look and you, I don't know, do your revenge body and you come out as your best version of yourself in your definition. Or you, less of a teacher's pet, you work hard, but you keep it as a secret. Or you're a secret nerd and you talk about Doctor Who with people on online forums as opposed to every day in real life. Um, you take the feedback that people give you every day and you reshape yourself. And I think it happens constantly. You know, you walk into a room and you realise that, oh, that person um, is giving you a cold shoulder and you analyse that and you're like, okay, what did I do wrong in that performance? And you evolve and the next time you go to a gala or a networking event, you change your persona slightly and tomorrow you're slightly different because of the experience you've had today. But I think school was like quite a bit of a turbulent time for that to happen because you're changing and growing anyway. You're finding out who you are. Like you said at the start of the podcast, who am I? Like these big questions, like 11 to 16 are like pivotal years to figuring out who you're going to be. You pick out your options. You define your whole life trajectory. Um, so it's really scary. But actually, it's a time where we change the most. And sometimes for the better or the worse. Um, we take it either as positive lessons and feedback or we take them as really negative things that weigh us down all of our lives. Like, you know, we are the smelly kid, even though we are like a 35-year-old successful businesswoman. That's so true. But one of the key areas that I think your past self can really have a negative impact on your future self is when it comes to future career development or just how successful you become in the future. And I realised this quite recently when I moved into a different department at work. I now work in finance and... I really didn't want to work in finance because I thought I was bad at maths. I was like, finance equates to maths, maths, I'm bad at maths, I'm bad at maths, I'm bad at maths. And then I just have to sit down to myself and think to myself, why do you think you're bad at maths? Have you ever had like a bad grade in maths? Have you ever tried to understand something mathematical and not been able to understand it? 
No, it's because my past school self, mm. I remember those school maths lessons and then being very stressful mm. sessions. I remember having these all this maths online homework. I, love I had that. to do <laughs> <laughs> I remember having all this math online homework I had to do. I remember being quite stressed at home, sitting there, working at, at it at home. And I just have such a really negative association yeah. with math. Yeah, you just Such enjoy a it. negative association with math that it's actually impacted my career trajectory. Yeah. I've made so many pivotal choices in my life because I wanted to avoid doing maths. Mm. I'm really enjoying finance now, but I never... It was something I probably wouldn't have done if I didn't think to myself, oh, actually, let me, like, unpack my hate of maths. Funny enough, finance doesn't really involve as much maths <laughs> as one as one would think. But that's not even the point. It's the fact no, that... It's a, a story lot of, you tell yourself, isn't it? It's how you learn who you are as a person yeah. within the context of who you used to be. I think that can be positive and negative. So I think one of the things we definitely have to do as people is question the stories we have about ourselves. So if we're the weird person, we're not smart, or we're not good at this or that, like, we tell ourselves stories every day, and they're not reflective of reality at all. Like, you weren't actually bad at maths. Like, you got amazing grades throughout school, like, insane grades. So clearly, weren't bad at maths. But you got the idea that it was an uncomfortable scenario for you. And sometimes we have to, like, unpack it and say, okay, do we hate this? Does it make us uncomfortable? Is this uncomfortable in a way that's really bad? Or is it just, you know, a stretch zone type of uncomfortability? And we really have to unpack it and create new statements for ourselves. And I think why I say it can also be a negative thing in the other way where you have such positive ideas is at school, I thought, I'm actually really, really smart. And the the challenge with that is and when you actually meet barriers, things that are really hard for you, you see it as an attack on your smartness as opposed to mm. like, this is just something that I haven't actually learned how to do yet. This is something that I'm going to have to work really hard to learn. And that's not a bad thing. That's a process and learning is a process and everything you start off one day being maybe zero at it and maybe in 10 years time with the skills and, you, you know, constant work on development on it, you actually have great skills in it and you like are fantastic. You're hundred percent. You're like a, a coach on that matter but you know when you tell yourself a story that's so rigid and your identity is grounded in it i'm a smart individual and you meet a barrier you struggle and when you also tell yourself the opposite i'm not good at something you almost give yourself off the hook you're like i'm not gonna try i can't do this i'm gonna avoid it and both those scenarios are actually really self-limiting and we shouldn't limit ourselves from what we were at the past the past is great it gives you insight about a period of your life but it shouldn't define you you shouldn't live that and to keep those belief systems in the future is to live that and to live as you know your 11 year old version of your awkward self and who wants to do that i did not like being 11 i don't want to be 11 when i'm 27 i definitely would not be 11 again if, <laughs> no. I, if i was paid to do it wait how much do they pay you that you change your mind though <laughs> well everything has a price <laughs> Considering how little time you spend at school, I know it seems if you're in, if you're listening to this and you're at university or school right now, it seems like you spent so much of your life in education. But if we're lucky and we li- live to eighty or ninety or whatever age, mm. school is such a small aspect of your life. Let's say you did it from like till you were born until you were twenty five, and that's if you've gone into further education. That's twenty five years of your life, which probably sounds like a lot. 
I'm not 25 yet, so (laughs) so that's a lot of my life. But it's not that much of your life for it to be something that dictates the rest of your life. So what can we do instead? How can we use our past experiences from school to shape a better future? Mm -hmm. Go back to debunking those myths, just like you said at the very start, understanding what your, you know, your statements, your truths, the story you've weaved around your lifespan. So um, if you're bullied at school, you you say that you're an outsider, you ostracize, understand maybe what you did wrong, but also actually don't take culpability for other people's wrongdoing. So basically you've got to like own that narrative and learn from it like the feedback element but also like absolutely debunk the myth like break down like these crazy stories that we told ourselves about what limit limits us both positively and negatively and then just become the person that you want to be like you don't have to be who you were when you were 10 or 12 or 14 or whatever age you get to decide who you want to be and you get to reinvent yourself every day of your life if today you look yourself in the mirror right now you think this isn't who i want to be this isn't how i want to live and this isn't definitely not the rest of my life this is not what i want for it then you get to change that you get to change the stories that got you to where you are and you get to create new stories and belief systems that are going to empower you to be who you want to be next and actually i think that's very exciting that's why i always say my best days are ahead of me mostly because I hated school, but um, because I think that the best days can be ahead of you because you can shape a life that you actually are super excited to live. I completely agree with that. I think even if you really enjoyed school, because I, no matter how many friends I lost in the <laughs> eight, I really did enjoy school. I enjoyed sit film, I enjoyed university. But within all that enjoyment, it's still really important to understand the truth about yourself. Like you said, debunk those myths. How far is your perceptions of yourself the truth? Mm. How far is it the truth? Like I said, I thought I was bad at maths. Probably not so bad at maths. What are the things that are true about yourself? And then keep going forward and then you can relive the positive aspects and implement them in your current life. But then leave all the things that you don't want about yourself behind. Like shut that behind the door (laughs) and just say, nah, not for me. It's also important to then deal with the trauma and let Mm. go of the things. Oh, that's harder. That's harder. (laughs) It's easy to say. It's easier said than done, as most of the advice I give (laughs) is. It's easier said than done. And there are different strategies for doing that. Mm. Sometimes it's just really good to look at what happened to you head on and face it. Like, it's (laughs) like, I see it like being in a bull pit with like a a bull and (laughs) and fighting fight that beast the beast is what happened to you whether it might be a big thing it may not be being bullied you might be listening to this and think oh actually i didn't have that many things bad happen to me we all have our things even if it's just the way you saw yourself in the past really tackle that head on and deconstruct that let go deal with it Mm. Is there anything that you do to help yourself let go of things that happened to you? Oh, that's something that I'm working on. Hello, my therapist, if you're listening to this. Um, But no, I think it's really important that we all actually evaluate where we are. And if we do need help, it's really important that we do seek help. Sometimes these journeys of undercovering and, you know, really looking at the beast of our of our past, it requires us to get some external support, be it counsellors, talking therapies, cognitive behaviour therapy, whatever it is you require, find the support. So I, I definitely won't diminish that because I think it's it's a lifelong task. Like you say, education is maybe a quarter of your life, 25 till, I don't know if you lived 100, a quarter of it. But 
the feelings and the ramifications and the trauma and the baggage that stuff's gonna take you right to the grave so um really you need to work on it and it's it's so much harder than than Mm. you know how you're saying it right now like we're both saying you know do this but i think it's really hard it's so real in the moment so real in the moment and that being said i think it's really important to take accountability for how we treat ourselves and how we treat others Mm. because we've just talked about how important school was for us and for many people because Mm. a lot of people I speak to school really (laughs) did shape who they are so we really need to think about how we treat our other people in our everyday lives because sometimes things you say flippantly Mm. the joke you made is going to have a fundamental impact on someone and how they see themselves if you commented on someone's hair one day it seems so flippant like you said oh um you tied your hair up it makes your face look a bit round (laughs) i'm saying this because i i literally witnessed this happen the other day when you say that that person may never tie their hair up in a ponytail ever again yes something that you said flippantly that maybe wasn't even ill-intentioned affects how someone sees themselves the rest of the their life yeah potentially so before you speak think always think why do i need to say that why did i say that Mm. and really take accountability for your own role that you play in the narrative of other people's lives yes because you may look at your school days and say you were bullied but actually the question you should ask yourself is were you ever a bully because there is someone in their story, you are the perpetrator. You are the person who made their days on earth hellish for those that duration they were in school so or in college or university. So Dami is completely right. You have to own that and own the things that you've done wrong. But if you were the victim and honestly, you experienced some hard stuff, I understand, I'm with you, I'm empathetic for that, honestly. It's not a nice place to be. Dami knows I won't talk about school because I <laughs> let's not talk about that. And we'll save that for the couch. But um, I think it's so important that you learn lessons as a result of that that help you improve on who you can be. But also, like for me, I'm just so nice to everyone I meet, probably insanely, crazily friendly because I understand to be, you know, like Dami in year eight, no one wanting to talk to you. And I want everyone to know that if like we're going out, you've got someone to talk to. You've got someone who's going to make eye contact and introduce you to someone or to say, come sit on this table. You know, there's always a chair here. And I think, you know, we get to be that. We get to choose to be that. Be to that be person open and draw people, people in and, in, you know, introduce people to other people and facilitate other people's joy. Because we can say, yeah, some people were mean to us. We can go a step further than that and be the kind of radical people who just make people smile and are happy. Yeah, so no matter what your experience was of school, whether it was negative, positive, or just a bit meh, try <laughs> to use that experience to shape who you are going forward in a really positive way and be the light for other people when they're having a dark time. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Moisturize Your Elbows. Thank you all so much for listening and thank you, Ayo, for being a guest once again. If you would like to hear me talk about a topic in the future, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Moisturize Your Elbows. But until then, don't forget, Moisturize Your Elbows! (laughs) 